Get ready to quit the build. The QTB crew is rounding up all the gaming news and hot topics of the week with a little extra something. And here are your hosts, Bruno and Nick. What it do? Welcome to the QTB podcast. We're so glad you could join us. My name is Bruno, and with me, as always, is my childhood friend and co-host, Nick Abernathy El Dente. Mm, you know, I do love my pasta al dente, Bruno. I, I'm an al dente man. So I like a little, a little bit, a little, little crunch in there. Yeah. So Nick, oh, you, yeah. you are authentically Italian, you know. Fair enough. Do you throw your pasta at the wall? Do you just like pick it up and chuck it there? It's done. I should. I sh- I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Your yeah. Your wife's yeah, like on. in the other room playing with the baby, and then just rigatoni flies across like her, her right and in those front are, of her, and she's like, "Oh my th- gosh, yeah. what was that? Dinner's done, babe." <laughs> Out of all the different, you know, pastas, rigatoni's dangerous. Not quite as dangerous as penne pasta. That has the uh, the point Ooh. there to it. You don't want yeah. you don't want to be throwing the penne pasta around. I'll tell you that much right now. No, what well, I like the fusilli because that's just Ooh. fun to say. I mean, you know? a lot of pasta is just fun to say, you know? I know that's why there was yeah. a whole, like, Freddy Spaghetti thing on Parks and Rec where he just had a whole song where he would just call out random things, and then he landed on egg noodles. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you're not wrong, Fred. Yeah, but, that's so. right. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Bruno. We have got so much to get to today. A very big stories, especially with that, that uh, Sony state of play. Um, with uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. We'll be talking about that a little bit later. And also, of course, Returnal. This game is getting just rave reviews right now. Definitely a critical success for uh, the PlayStation 5 platform. We'll be talking more about uh, about that game and uh, really what what the secret sauce is behind it that's really caused uh, such uh, rapid success for its launch. But Bruno, we've got a big story to talk about. And this, you know, on Twitter, I'm like, look, we're mad about this. At least I'm mad about this, okay. and I'm the well, social media guy. I'm, well, if I'm mad, I'm, we're mad. Yep, yep, and I'm with you. I was going to say, if he's mad, <laughs> I'm mad by association. Okay. You know, it's just like my wife. Sometimes I'll come in there and be like, babe, I'm mad about this this particular incident in video games, and then she mm-hmm. has to pretend to care, and yeah. that's very hard for her. So she's she deserves wife of the year merely for that. But anyway, Absolutely. What, you know, is, just, what are we mad about? What, I'm, what, what am I mad about now? <laughs> okay, so what you're mad about is Toys for Bob, okay? Now, okay. This, this development studio, uh, they, they've developed other games in the past, but they got their claim to fame with the recent remasters of both the Crash and uh, Spyro trilogy. I think that was both under their, under their oversight. But also, more importantly, is this new Crash 4 game that came out. It's about time which was a critical success. Got great scores, great reviews. I've, I've had a blast playing that game. Um, and we've just seen this resurgence of both Crash Bandicoot and Spyro the Dragon, yeah. compliments of Toys for Bob. And it's thanks, important Bob. because... Thanks, but by the way, great name. Love it. We, I think we've talked about that before. That's, that's just fun to say, Toys for Bob. Love it. Well, unfortunately, and this just seems to be... You know, the way that it goes with these massive publishers like Activision, which is what who who Toys for Bob develops for, um, has been basically sidelined. Um, the news came oh, through that they are being made to work on uh, content for Call of Duty. Uh, this article <laughs> compliments of uh, Eurogamer.net. And th- th- that sounds crazy, Bruno. It does. But this is not the first time it's happened. Uh, pretty much all of the the 
developers that actually work for Activision or are published by Activision are now working on some aspect of Call of Duty or have worked on Call of Duty at some point in the past. They are not afraid it's regardless like of, of their skill sets. I don't even know if it's a rite of passage, but, you know, Twitter is very mad right now. <laughs> and I, you know, they, I saw. When a crash is Twitter and, not mad, Nick? Well, that's they're always true. mad. They're all they're mad at Overwatch in May right now. Yeah, well, they're, they're yeah. mad at the punniest name in Overwatch mm -hmm. history, MMA. I mean, we'll, are they mad about that? They're mad about her hairstyle. Oh, they she they has, say like, the cornrows. They say yeah, they say it's yeah. cultural appropriation. I oh, say it's a I great gotcha. way to keep your hair out of your eyes because let me tell you, if you get hit in the face any any by a boxer or anything like that, Nick, it's not going to be pretty. Okay, if I, I had law, that's, that's why a lot of boxers are bald because they Ooh. just knock the hair right off of them. Right out. They had oh, hair wow. and then they boom. You get hit so mm -hmm. many times, you just stop growing hair. I never thought about it that exactly, way. Right? The first punch, it's like it's like a cat, you know? The hair just like pop poofs everywhere like Oof. in the cartoons, right? Gone. Yeah, it's out. But no, Bruno, you know, this is really frustrating. So think, put, put, put it this way from the perspective of, of anybody who is a fan of Crash Bandicoot and Spyro the Dragon, right? We they, they had their prime days back in the PlayStation 1 and maybe a little bit into the PlayStation 2 era. They did. And then those... Those IPs effectively got sidelined. You know, the, the they just got stopped getting worked on because people wanted to move on to better things. Crash Bandicoot moved into some interesting game concepts that never quite played out. They never quite found their footing, and there was a large gap there. Spyro the Dragon even longer. It seemed like back in the 90s, 2000s, you had a new Spyro game, like, every year. Like, it was yeah. crazy. People were nuts for Spyro, and then it just stopped. It was their flagship character for the yeah. for the console. Like, it was synonymous mm. with PlayStation, that and Crash Bandicoot. Every time you thought about PlayStation, you thought about Spyro and Crash and didn't. Yeah. So <laughs> imagine the just the raw disappointment because, like I said, Crash Bandicoot 4, which just came out uh, recently, relatively recently, I'm saying compared to anything else, you know, in the in the Crash Bandicoot uh, series, has been one of the most critically acclaimed platformers, really, of a generation. Um, I was just looking at the uh, the PlayStation 5, you know, uh, top scores on Metacritic, and Crash was right up there. It's a cross-platform game, but plays beautifully. Like, it yeah. plays in, uh, in, 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 I think, 4K, 60 frames per second on Xbox One. That's a game. I mean, it's just, it, it's it's beautiful to look at and great to play. And it takes a really special developer to come together and take the essence of a game. And, and rather than just remaster it, it, just ruin it. Well, many, many have done that, right? Yeah. But Toys for Bob absolutely just hit a home run. Um, people were so happy with the just the the the, the with the reignited trilogy for Spyro and the insane trilogy for uh, Crash Bandicoot, and I enjoyed playing them as well. And to see this company after that success, you would think, okay, the money has to be there. The sales were there. Gotta Surely there. Yeah. this company will be allowed, to, this this the development team will be allowed to continue to yep. work on these games and, and continue to bring Crash and Spyro into- Find it in the books, Brenda. Find it in the books. They did not. They, they did, did not. not Somebody's the cooking the books, Nick. I, that's what the problem is. Somebody's <laughs> Spyro out there- Spyro cooked the books. Spyro's out there cooking the books. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't We're know, man. You. Yeah, I like. I'm. I'm just. I'm. I'm bewildered, and I. I'm seeing when I saw Crash and Spyro. This is the thing about 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 trending 
things on Twitter, whether the hashtag or a phrase, whenever you see it, you don't always have the context behind like what you're about to click into. No, right? It could be right. the death of a celebrity or a yeah. celebrity happened to buy nachos at a taco stand and everybody yeah. just loved it. So Absolutely. Th- these right. are the extremes of Twitter. It's yeah. it's a, it's a dangerous no game. It is. There You're is right. no chill. There is no chill with Twitter. <laughs> and so I saw Crash and Spyro trending right on on Twitter, and I'm like, okay, well, this has got to be like some big announcement yeah, or something. Good news. Sometimes right? it's just because like people really like a franchise, and like the, uh, enough influencers get together and just use that word over and over because you don't need hashtags, of course, anymore to trend on Twitter. It can no. just be a recurring just, phrase. Yeah, you just need Elon Musk to get on the mic, right? Yes, Drop actually, a beat, sir. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, game stonks, right? And, and within seconds, that was that was what what people were talking about. But yeah, you know, when I saw Crash and Spyro as a trending phrase, I'm like, okay, here we go, like dice roll. I knew it could go either way, and sure enough, what it, what the did news it come is up? That yeah, it came up. It came up. Uh, Snake Eyes there. That's oh. not how a coin toss works. Oh, yeah, oh, came well, up. You, came up tails. Okay, okay. Well, you know, yeah. I was gonna say you you rolled. You said you rolled the dice. So uh, and then you. Oh, I thought it I said to I flipped a, a coin. Oh, you said you rolled a dice. We're going to hear the play it back. That was the rewind tape. And then there's. (laughs) Oh, man. I don't remember what I'm saying. That's not how any of this works. I just show up and talk for an hour. But, you know, Bruno, the the big thing about this is the reason why Crash and Spyro kind of went out the door is the same reason why Banjo-Kazooie had this weird thing that they tried something new and it didn't work. And they just said, you know what? We're done with Banjo-Kazooie. Right. What did they what did they try that was new? They tried uh nuts and bolts. It was that game for the 360 where it started off as a normal Banjo Kazooie game. And then like all of a sudden it's like, oh no, 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 like the, the witch comes out, like Gruntilda. She's like, oh, that's not what the kids want anymore. They want new mechanics and interesting things. And the game literally changes into this this weird sandbox style, like open world game where you have to build these vehicles and drive around in them as Banjo and Kazooie. And there's very little actual platforming. Look it up sometime because it is one of the just wow. most colossal platforming flops of all time. People were so mad. Do you think they did that out of spite? It's possible. This is not what we wanted to do. We wanted to make a sequel, a proper sequel, and we were forced into this by the hands that be. And yeah. now look at this. Now look at what you've done, Brenda. Good job. Thank you. It's always Brenta. It's going to be Brenda's <laughs> fault. She's doing something yeah. in accounting. Yeah. I, okay. I, that's right. She's accounting. I thought she was just going to be the like the executive like assistant that's just like bringing out lattes and that kind of stuff, but like gets blamed for everything. <laughs> she gets blamed for everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's but her no. decaf. <laughs> yeah. But, but what I'm saying is that around that same time, we saw Banjo-Kazooie and, and Crash and Spyro all just kind of fade away into, into nothingness because the era of the 3D platformer kind of died with it. And we, we went to, in this new era with Xbox 360 and beyond of more action-oriented games, shooter-oriented games, but just not a whole lot of genuine, fun-to-play 3D platformers. It was kind of a, a dark period for that genre if you were a fan. And so... I'm I'm just I'm so I'm so disappointed, Bruno. I love what Toys for Bob was doing with these games, and I understand Call of Duty is a a behemoth, right? Yeah. But the problem is when you have this massive company like Activision that has all of these developers working for them, you're not you're not doing right by gamers when you say, okay, well, the thing that makes the most money 
we're just going to shoehorn everybody into that rather than working on you know, actually providing a, a wide range of content. Because let's be honest, Bruno, Activision, you can have anybody make games for Call of Duty, right? You always yeah. have, like, like like Treyarch makes one, and then they, they bounce back and forth. Sledgehammer Games these. makes another one. Yeah. Infinity Ward makes one. Right, so there was also news recently that Vicarious Visions, um, they also made um, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, that uh, yeah. remake, right? That was actually really they, good. yeah. Which what they they got merged into uh, Blizzard after collaborating for some time. Um, they're now working, of course, on the Diablo two remake at Blizzard. Which we thought that was a weird one too. It's just very strange when these these development studios that are so known for one style of game or a, a, maybe a visual style that we associate with them, right? To all of a sudden just get shoehorned into this other thing. Like imagine if like Nintendo was a a developer and not just a publisher, and someone said, Oh, hey, Nintendo's gonna go work on like the next Resident Evil game. That wouldn't make any sense, right? Well, see, I think we're looking at it from a visual style or a genre style in terms of these games, but really what these are are reskinned mechanics of games. So it's basically this vicarious vision is good at taking someone else's work and modernizing it for the current gen uh, consoles out there. And that's what they did with Crash Bandicoot and Sane Trilogy at the time. That's exactly what they did with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. And I think that's what they're going to do with Diablo 2. So I think a lot of people are looking at it. I know our, our uh, QTB correspondent, Justin, had some had some you know, doubts about about uh, vicarious visions coming in and stepping up to the plate for this. But there are some people who are just good at one type of thing. And I think that type of thing isn't necessarily a certain genre of game. I think it's bringing these old assets because right you like they're they're looking at the old assets and 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 breaking them down in some way and saying there's there's mechanics here there's physics here like that's why tony hawk's pro skater one and two feels exactly like the old one is because it uses the same physics engine but it doesn't run like crap because you didn't have some studio that didn't know what they were doing in terms of using this old technology and bring and being able to you know, port it to this this new next gen, you know, uh, situation that we're in. So I think that's where Vicarious Visions, that's where their value lies, right? Like it's in the it's yeah. in the ability to modernize old games and make them new. So for anybody out there that's a hesitant or, or to to get into the Diablo two. You know, I, I would say I, I would hedge my bets on them. Like I would, I would bet bet on them making a good game and it being a good remake. I've they're two for two. So yeah. <laughs> I my, my my thing about all of this is going back to, to to Toys for Bob is it seemed like we we had this this clear bellwether that made it really obvious that there was going to be this renaissance of platformers right yeah we need that because yeah. people really are pining for it and look at just the critical success of games like uh super mario odyssey you know yeah. which well is basically i'll tell the, you one thing we don't need yeah. nick is we don't need another call of duty like are you, you sure know, <laughs> i personally don't need one i haven't bought one in, in a few and now with Warzone, i don't think that another call of duty is necessary i don't think it adds anything to the whole the overall experience of call of duty that they couldn't already add in a free-to-play multiplayer 
Like they right. could they could switch over and do that, and maybe that's something that they're they're thinking about doing, or maybe they're actually thinking about bringing in older Call of Duties and and remastering them. I would love a Call of Duty two remaster, or or to have like a Call of Duty two and three remaster oh, would okay. be pretty awesome. Yeah. That would be great. Those were staples in the Xbox 360 catalog, especially if you had the console or early on, right? So, yeah. I mean, I don't personally need another Call of Duty, but apparently the world thinks we do. <laughs> I mean, the money says that we Activision, do, and that's that's yeah. the big problem is that, again, when, when people keep continuing to buy game after game after game, yep. yeah, and Activision is going to look at it at its, its resources and say, well, do we want to have a bunch of our developers making these games that are marginally successful, or do we want to form the Voltron <laughs> of of development studios and you know and 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 have this one big conglomerate all just making you know vague call of duty content right i just i just said like envision a giant voltron made of like call of duty games <laughs> walking yeah. around just shooting and blowing up everything right bobby yelling Kotick at right little at the head. kids in the lobby yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take that boom, get wrecked trash <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, man. And so a, a very interesting article from Kotaku to kind of follow up on that is kind of pointing out that like, okay, Toys for Bob is not the first studio that Activision has just thrown into this like, okay, whatever you were doing now, it's Call of Duty. And it's very interesting because they give a breakdown of what every development studio working for them um, has done um, with with the Call of Duty franchise. So Toys for Bob, actually, it's funny you mentioned that they're not making a new Call of Duty. They're going to be working on season three content for Warzone. Wow. Um, we have Raven Software that they've been a support studio uh, for Call of Duty since way back in, in 2010. Um, Activision Shanghai worked on the Call of Duty online uh, game. Demonware does uh, server support for Call of Duty. Um, High Moon Studios also helps support. And Beanox has been working on Call of Duty since Black Ops 3. Infinity Ward, Treyarch, and Sledgehammer, of course, have been taking turns actually developing the yeah. you know staple annual. It's it's it feels like sometimes um, Call of Duty games for the last decade, which is yeah. a smart approach you know, to it because that's the only way you can put out AAA game after game. That's true. Um, I mean, yeah. especially in a year year to year basis like that, with especially doing. I will say that at least at the very at the very least, the Call of Duties are reskinned yeah. and done done justice in that department like the art department does a great job i'm not just saying that because i got uh you know i know a guy that works for sledgehammer games in the art department but i think that it's much better than something like madden where right. you're literally i feel like you're literally getting the same thing every year it's not even reskinned like i don't mm -hmm. but you know like i said they're again you know they zoom into the pores and i'm like am i looking at a biore commercial or is this the <laughs> what it's the new madden how about that i yeah. didn't know that i needed to see the sweat and pores of of every nfl player but thank god that i do now i can see how bad their acne is Congrats! I mean, like, and there's a there's a slider for it somewhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> Increase in acne. a lot of these games. Yeah, the acne slider. But yeah, man, you know, it's just it's crazy because there's so many parts of Activision that you would never expect to be like, okay, yeah, they're working with Call of Duty. But like I said, if you're a fan of of any of those IPs, like like Crash and Spyro, you're looking at this and you know, okay, well, these studios only have so much firepower, right? Yeah, a lot of right. people. 
Actually, I guess when they made that transition over to Call of Duty after they were done with Crash, a lot of people from Toys for Bob actually left the studio. They weren't uh, laid off. There were some rumors going around that there were some layoffs, but apparently they, there was a clarification that it was just people voluntarily leaving and moving on to other things, um, which is fine. You know, but here's the other here's the other side of that coin. A lot of people assume that just because a game is critically successful, that with reviews, that that means that that, that studio is automatically going to go on to make more games. And it yeah. just doesn't always work out that yeah. way. It's crazy. But we talk about crunch culture and that kind of thing. But we also have to talk about you know, the lifespan of the average game developer job, which right yeah. now is sitting at about five years, wow. is the length of time that, that most game developers will actually stay in one one spot. And so if you look at it from their perspective, right, someone that's working for Toys for Bob, maybe you were passionate about uh, about Crash or Spyro. Of course you were, actually, because look at look at how much love was, was poured into those games yeah. to really be true to their originals and the remakes, you know, to make them make them really pop. But more importantly is, you know, when you have the opportunity from someone as massive as Activision to be like, hey, great job with these games. By the way, we'd love to bring you in to one of the most successful video game franchises of all time. Yeah, that is job security. And I understand I'm not judging. Yeah, that's true. One person that made that decision of, you know, it's not about standing your moral ground. It's about taking care of your family um, and Well, and, and I don't think it was yourself. that nice either. I think that essentially how it works in, in Silicon Valley is they say, we've you're going to be moving to this and you either do it or find a new job. And that's where a lot of people, I think, jump ship, yeah. right? Like most people want to work on or join a company to work on a specific game. And then when the company shifts gears or decides to change it up a bit and you're no longer developing a game that you have an emotional connection to, then you think about moving on. And the lifespan of most people that work for companies in, in the tech sphere I would say there's probably a five-year turnover in general. Like, there's just a very big turnover right now in all tech jobs. And it's something that unfortunately travels over to game development. But you're right. Would you rather pursue that that passion dream of of working on exactly the type of game that you want and some people do we meet yeah. some of those people on uh, you know that are making the indie games that we're that we talk about and there are some of those people are amazing and the games that they make are amazing but some people don't have the luxury of sinking time and energy into that and might have a family to support. And so yeah. the Call of Duty franchise as job security, you're right. Like that's a huge pull because you know, <laughs> you know you're gonna be around for a while. <laughs> you have to think so. And you really have big, to think so. We're yeah. talking about resume builders, right? Game stonks. Mm-hmm. Is a great resume builder um, from <laughs> our last episode. And being <laughs> on the Call of Duty, one of the biggest games, if not the biggest first-person shooter game out right now. Name, a, name another one, right? Like name right. A, oh. maybe, maybe you could argue Valorant or Overwatch, but Call of Duty consistently has the numbers, and yeah. Warzone is still charting tons of players. So oh, it's, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's the clear winner. It's massively popular. 
Yeah, like there's sure. there's no doubt about it. So right, there was an announcement recently um, from Activision that Warzone has over 100 million players, and the Call of Duty series has sold over 400 million copies. Wow. So you know the numbers speak for themselves. Yeah, I mean, totally. it, Call of Duty is a money printer right now. Yeah. It's just I, I I still feel for those those fans of those smaller IPs that finally see. A, a developer that gets it right and it's like that's so rare because how many times have someone t- somebody tried to bring back an ip and it just didn't pan out the way they wanted it to um yeah. so to see a, a, a critical success still get sidelined by something like call of duty um it's just it's just very discouraging because now you know it's probably going to be a while until we get you know a crash 5 or or a proper new spyro game right we got that we got the remaster yeah but we haven't actually seen a new spyro game and i think that would be a really fun game to play, you know, in 2021. So, well, Bruno, we have a lot more to get to, uh, but first we have to talk about our merch giveaway compliments Ooh. of Pierce unlimited and their pop art vault. We do have our may uh, winner selected and it is going to be Joshua <laughs> 14. Congratulations Yay! to you. Woo! Yeah, Josh, you win our sweet prize pack compliments of Pierce Unlimited. Uh, he gave a review uh, for us on uh, Apple Podcasts saying, uh, Bruno and Nick are naturals and the production quality is great. They've had a great start to the podcast and show no signs of slowing down. That's right, Josh. Hopefully they gain momentum and we'll get some cool guests from game, game devs to pros. And this was this was written back in March. We've had some we've had some game devs. Um, nice. have, have we had any pros? Does no. Brad count as a pro? Um, uh, Joel, Joel's a pro. pro. He's a yeah. yeah. I would say I'd say Joel's a pro streamer, and and probably <laughs> as close we're gonna get to a pro Fortnite player. I do know uh, yeah. a, a buddy of mine whose son is has is like pursuing being a, a, a pro Fortnite player, and he's very good. I saw yeah. a um, a montage of him and like how he builds and whatnot. Just just crazy building Taj Mahal's yeah. out here and stuff. I'm like. Yeah. Different level, different level. I'm just Turning over sick here. 90s, as the kids say. Listen, when I started playing Fortnite, our goal was to see how long we could survive in trees. We would just land in a tree and just I remember sit that. there. Yeah. And, and believe it or not, it's how we got really good at learning rotation in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in a tree, you see oh, a lot man. of stuff. <laughs> You know, I remember you doing that. Like when we first started playing, I didn't know anything about Fortnite, and you're like, "Yeah, yeah, here's the strategy, guys. Trust me." <laughs> here's and you're the just strategy. like, we just would pick a tree and just land in it and just crouch, and yeah, it would get down to like the final like five, right? Yep. And we would then we'd be Top like, "Okay, it's time, time, time to pounce like a cheetah with time no to, guns. We had yep, to like no hope guns. we could find something." Remember that there was that video you showed me of that one guy in Fortnite who won a game by get landing on a tree and sitting in a chair. And then when it got down to the final two, he realized that his he had tried it over and over and over again. This is laser was, beam. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. His laser rule was you had to land this, yeah. in one spot and then sit in a chair and yep. you couldn't move, and you had to win the game without without getting up. And I guess he realized at the very end, like the circles all lined up perfectly. Yep. And he realized that his buddy, who was living in the same house, was also streaming. Yeah, so he had, um, he set it up that way, right? Because he was like the only way. Because he yeah. tried it. So on on YouTube, if you if you type in laser L A Z A R yeah. beam, he did this video called "Winning in Fortnite without without moving or just you know just basically not touching the the." the mouse or keyboard or controller whatever and he (laughs) he tried it for so long and just couldn't do it and then he realized if i'm going to if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna have to get into the same 
same match as one of the other guys that streams in his like streamer house. And right. so the guy's name is Fresh. And <laughs> so he's like, okay, he stream snipes Fresh and decide and gets into his game, <laughs> lands on this tree, gets every to, circle. Yep, hits every circle. Happens to be the last guy with him and Fresh. <laughs> and what does he do? He gets up out of his chair and he's like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" And then he. <laughs> He runs away and unplugs, unplugs Fresh's computer. And that's how he wins the game. I love it. That was the best part. Well, you hear like Fresh in the background. He's like, hey, hey, what are you doing? Hey, stop it. It's so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> and it gets the victory royale on the screen. It's so great. I gotta yeah. put this on the website uh, just because it's yeah. that good of a clip. It's so rare for that many things to come together because, really? like, yeah, you stream sniped him, but yeah, you had to get every circle. Wow. And he had to be, you had to not get caught, right? No one could kill you. And. You had to get into the final two with your buddy who also wow. made it all the way to the end. Like, yes. uh, just, he it's like just, rooted him on. Come on, go. You could do, you could yeah. do it. Oh, man. <laughs> you could do it, buddy. Dude, I am so going to watch that video yeah. after, after this because <laughs> it's that good. It is that good of a video. If you're listening to this podcast, press pause, go to YouTube, right. go to our website, quitthebuild.com, and look this up. Or it'll it'll be the featured thing on there. I'll be sure to put it on there. So okay. Oh my gosh, you won't be disappointed. And then come back and yeah, we'll we'll resume. So well, you know what else is not disappointing, Bruno, and that is our sponsor, Pierce Unlimited, for marketing media that works and bespoke design to power your business. Visit PierceUnlimited.com. And again, congratulations, Josh. You're fourteen. Yes. Just uh, shoot us an email. We'll get you set up with that sweet prize pack compliments of the pierce unlimited pop art vault ben bruno if you have seen our pop art vaults of course the the items that are going to be in that giveaway and you're like well i i I want a piece of that merch yeah we have streamlined our patreon this is a big announcement actually um we 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 took a look at what what, what, how we can make it a little more you know get the price points to somewhere that that people would like it and bruno we've got some good ones right get this this is this is mind-blowing hit me with two dollars for two dollars a month you get access to our monthly Nostalgia Vault episodes. Okay, what? so that that's a bargain, right? If, yeah. if you if you say I just want the show, that's yep. great. Two dollars a month, you're going to get access to that show. Love uh, it. Once a month, we do a great throwback to just all sorts of different '90s stuff that we grew up with. Um, our last episode was board games. Right now, we're having a conversation with some of our our higher tier Patreon supporters about what next month is going to be, and there's a lot of potential good ones out there. Yeah. Um. But and then of course, for a couple dollars more a month, you can actually participate in that conversation. Help us decide what the conversation is going to be. Get those shout outs at the end of every episode. And then for that merch, if you want the merch, if you want the sticker and you want the pin that we rotate in every month from Pierce uh, Unlimited's Pop Art Vault, really cool geek themed, you know, nerdy themed, yeah. um, all sorts of and nostalgia themed merchandise that you can't get anywhere else. You can get both the pin and the sticker for $12 a month. It's a great deal. Plus all the yeah. other bonus content, uh, your name on our website, you name it. Great way to support us. And thanks so much to our supporters like Nick Nick, Epic Capture Productions, and The Dudist Monk. Uh, normally we give a shout out at the end of the episode, but we're talking about it right now, Bruno. Yeah. Might as well just make it happen. Yeah, exactly. I love yeah. that. And the new Patreon stuff looks amazing. 
And hey, we've just got good, pl- just good plans in store for all of our listeners and our community because that's really what you are. You're not just people who listen to Quit the Build. You're part of our community. So welcome yeah. to the crew. Be a part of the team. Check us out on the website. You won't be disappointed. And uh, shoot us a message on there and let us know how we can prove. If you have an idea for a blog or something like that, let us know. We'd love to hear it. But Nick, Mm -hmm. I want to hear what's what's next with the Sony state of play. What 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 what's the big deal here? I'll tell you what's not the big deal was the, the games that came before Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, so so the, the state of play comes out, and I, I remember, well, before I even knew that there was a state of play, I just heard people talking about the Ratchet and Clank gameplay footage. It was f- 15 minutes of gameplay footage in a 20-minute state of play. So there wow. you already know what's, what's going down. Yeah. And I remember, like, thinking, oh, okay, there was a reveal, but I'm like, no, there's there was a whole state of play behind it. I'm like, okay, why is no one talking about anything else? This thing must have really stole the show. Well, now I know why. There were three games shown during the state <laughs> of play. One was uh, a sequel to Subnautica, which some people do like if you like yeah. that underwater exploration kind of style game. It didn't look bad necessarily. It's yeah, just, PewDiePie um, has done a lot of videos on that, and I'm sure a lot of other YouTubers get good content from that. So it's a good mm-hmm. content game. It's a good yeah. con- content-rich game for the for the creators out there. Ooh, there you go. And you also, go. Among Us, we got an announcement that uh, that game will also be coming to PlayStation. I could I could care less at this point. Bruno. Finally, I am like, so I'm... past Among Us. I I don't mean that in any disrespect. I'm so happy for their success. Um, yeah. I don't, you know, for them to go just blow up like that, um, is is so great. Um, but I, you know, I'm always hearing, oh, it's coming out on another platform, and I'm just like, okay, like I get it. But that that gameplay formula got so stale to me just watching it that I don't even have any motivation to like hop into a game. You could give me a new map or new mechanics. You know, I'm sick of watching people trying to get the card swiper working properly. I don't know, Nick. uh, That's kind of sus. I think you may be a closet among us player. (laughs) I think you got you better. You better reject me. (laughs) Oh man. I mean, it's it's a great. It's actually a, a a neat party game, and I think that. Those types of interactive games are always interesting. There was a game that came out back when there this movie released. The movie was called uh, Cry Wolf. Okay? okay, it came out in like two thousand six ish, seven two thousand six. I think it had an AOL Instant Messenger. This is a throwback Ooh. for your. For all you uh, listeners out there, it had an AOL instant messenger game where you basically went into a chat room, assumed a character, and then um, played this uh, like mafia style game in in the chat room, a pre Among Us, if you will, where you'd chat it out and be like, this person is it, and you'd eject people from the game until, you know, it got down to, to one person. So it's, I, it's it's funny because I always wanted that game to return. It was so like so much fun and addictive, mm-hmm. especially for the time. But now I I don't know. It's just it's you're right. It's it yeah. kind of like lost its luster. Like it's 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 eh. so <laughs> I I got my fix of this style of game before Among Us even came out. There's this game. Um, that I'm sure still has a, a pretty popular, or at least some kind of you know loyal fan base called Hello Town of Salem. Hello Kitty Island Adventure. Oh, oh sorry. that's well, that's a close oh, second. That's okay. a close second. Okay, well, you yeah. said. Well, what did you say? 
No, but well, everybody's sus on Hello Kitty Island. Yeah, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah, and, I, no, and she's uh, a girl. Uh, Remember that she's not an animal. <laughs> um, but uh, Town of Salem, and it's okay. based on like the the classic game of mafia, where yeah, yeah. you have a town, a, a town's a town of people, and a few people are the mafia, and yeah. everybody has a role. Like even even the good people have like one 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 is a doctor or one is like a a, a psychic. They can talk to the dead, that kind of thing. Ooh. And during the day, you all come out and talk to each other. Yeah. And then at night, like the mafia can kill people. Yeah, yeah. And nobody can talk to each other. And then you come back and like, okay, this person was murdered. We have to talk about it. And then you can vote to like have people we can talk like, about it. <laughs> to, yeah, yeah, you do. And then you can vote to hang people. And then the goal is obviously, if all the mafia you know die, then or are put in jail, then you know the the the, the townspeople win. And that same style of game is there. It's not like the idea of having a game where somebody is a betrayer is anything new. You have those um, those board game, uh, like 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 uh, Secret Hitler was a really popular oh, one. Oh yeah, where there's a, the one person that is that is like the the bad guy, and no one knows until the very end. Um, but you know that that's definitely not the game that stole the show, Bruno. I'll tell you what was that is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Yeah, this... State of Ratchet and Clank. That's Ooh. what it was. It was State of Ratchet yeah. and Clank. So Nick, you sent me the video, and mm. I, you were like, "Watch this," and I was like, "Okay." So I'm I'm going through where I'm like Subnautica, Gotcha, Among Us, Gotcha, Cool, Ratchet and Clank. Okay, some gameplay. Okay, and then I was like, time was counting down, and I'm thinking, okay, let's skip ahead a little bit. Rat, more rat, more ratchet and clank. Okay, <laughs> let's skip ahead just a little bit more. Oh, he's still doing the thing. Okay, just a little bit more. Yeah, ratchet and clank. Okay, but oh wait, no, we're moving towards the we're more moving towards some something else. It's the other character in the game. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. And now and so that's pretty much exactly what happened. Break yeah. it down for us, Nick. Oh, buddy, and I'm gonna tell you something, Bruno. This game looks fantastic. I knew an, a Ratchet and Clank was was in the works. I believe this was being talked about before. This is a, a June uh, 11th release date, so it's right around the corner. Ooh! This game looks gorgeous, you know. And this is one of the things we've been talking about with this game, um, and and another game we'll be talking about a little bit later is that PlayStation really needs these these console exclusives, you know, because that's that's a big part of their formula. And it looks like finally some of the the heavy hitters are starting to show up. You know, we're seeing really good sales numbers for the PS5, um, and that 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 likely is expected to continue even past the scarcity issues. Well, and it's do great, we you know, do that, we know that that's actually um, if that's scalpers or if that's mm. Uh, if that's actual people getting a PlayStation, because I, I would love to know if they've they've mitigated that issue and have actually been able to get PS5s in the hands of people. Right. Uh, you know, maybe PlayStation knows more than we do because they would happen to know the numbers of games, whether or not people are getting on. Right. So, but that's my question. Like, I know I've seen that in, in the news rate, you know, lately, but my, my question is, is that, are those actual numbers or have the, the bots still taken over and are they still causing this problem? Well, here's the problem, right? So when you look at retail sales, you know, they're not looking at like, what did it sell on eBay for? It's like, you know, who actually bought it from a retail, a retail store. But the, if, if somebody is scalping, it's going to go to 
somebody eventually because the scalpers know their numbers, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not like it's not like the toilet paper thing where like everybody like bought up all the toilet paper <laughs> and then like people went up to like their local, you know, Kroger and tried to return like a thousand dollars worth of toilet paper because no, they sir, overestimated the demand, right? You're gonna um, need to wipe your butt in thirty years. Just put it down in the basement on a crate. You don't want anything to flood down there, but put it down there. Oh man. You know, you're gonna all have the people a butt setting up like the years, hopefully. Yeah, all the people setting up like the pop up shops, you know, like the, the like parking lots of Walmart trying to sell toilet paper. <laughs> I mean, if like Get oh, your man. toilet paper here, toilet paper just I, for I, you, Cottonelle. <laughs> exactly. I'm not a proponent of like Schadenfreude. But man, like watching those people get their due, their, their justice when they're like, yeah, no returns on the toilet paper. That, Tell them what Schadenfreude mm-hmm. is. I, I don't know if that's exactly how. Oh, I don't yeah, know yeah, if yeah. that's exactly how the Germans say it, but they'll go along with it, Nick. Tell them exactly what it means. Schadenfreude is the is the principle of of like taking delight in someone else's misery, basically, <laughs> where like someone that you wanted to get theirs, you know, or maybe even not. Maybe you're just like that kind of person that, that you like get they just like you thrive on misery. Basically, most of like the online gaming communities and in, invoice chat, right? Yeah, that's good, <laughs> it's all shot. That's fraud. very good. That's very good for you. You, you did a good job. <laughs> oh, no. What have I done? <laughs> I've unlocked a new Bruno voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but Bruno, that yeah, the the, the uh, obviously Ratchet and Clank stole the show, and I, you know, I didn't really have any expectations going into this as to what it was going to look like. But this game looks so gorgeous. It it's a nice mix of kind of on rails platforming in a couple sections, but these gorgeous open world sections. You know, in in the in the in the gameplay footage, that moment where you know Ratchet's looking for Clank and he's in that futuristic city that almost does like cyberpunk better than cyberpunk quite frankly right it's like and, the Mario Odyssey of of games yeah. for PlayStation but mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of being in what looks like Grand Theft Auto or um the Superman city it's it's cyberpunk yeah. Yeah, and it, it, yeah, basically, and like what in that moment when you actually see the trailer, and I encourage anyone to check it out that hasn't. There's this moment where he just looks around in the city, and there's just all of these like spaceships and all these things flying around, just an incredible amount of things being rendered. And it did say there was a mix of gameplay footage and cinematic, so I'm not sure exactly where we were at that point in 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 that trailer. But I mean, the game just pops. It looks yeah. fun. The mechanics look awesome. It's so cool that part where the rifts would appear in the game and you could like pull yourself through the rifts with like that grappling hook. And it's like going through like a portal to an alternate dimension. And the way that it just flows from from one scene to the next in that way, you know, this is the stuff that we need to show off the hardware to show off the tech and say yeah, like, this is what exactly. we, what we're doing with our with our console and what we see for for games in the future. I hope that that this game is an absolute just massive success uh, for Insomniac Games. I can't imagine that it oh, wouldn't be, you know. They know how to make and, games. They know how yeah, to make games, right? Absolutely. And, uh, this reminds me of when they premiered Infamous Second Son for PS4. This is that same type of feel that I got when they first demoed the game, just how how reflective all the water was in, in Seattle. And it, it was, it just looked amazing. And the gameplay was so bright and colorful. All the, all the like particle effects were amazing. This just gave me, gave me that same feel of, of new tech and next gen console. This is why you get a PS five. This yes. is why you mm-hmm. upgrade. 
Not yeah. for any of the games we've gotten so far for this reason here. So I think it's 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 fi- we're finally getting around to it, Nick. We're finally getting around to where there is a reason to upgrade. There's going to be a reason to upgrade for Xbox soon, and that is going to be Halo. But until, mm-hmm. you know, PlayStation's going to have that early lead for sure. They're definitely going to have their early lead with, with a game like Ratchet & Clank because, you're right, it looked amazing. I got the yep. feels. I got the. I definitely got the Cyberpunk vibe. It's exactly mm-hmm. what I thought about <laughs> <laughs> and that was just like one world in the game it's like man that's that's what i wanted cyberpunk to be uh, <laughs> right but, like insomniac yeah. games was like listen we're gonna we're gonna do your uh we're gonna do your job for you here cd project right we're gonna go ahead and take those assets assets and just make it amazing and yeah. don't worry about it we'll have it done we'll have it done in a gif and out by june <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah i look at these types of games because again you know because i'm not a a playstation guy but i still you know like to follow the news i mean that's just part of what we do exactly um, here on the on the qtb podcast we cover all the platforms mm-hmm. and you know want to make sure that we, we we give this its due because i'm seeing so many people that are fans of ratchet and clank on social media that are so hyped by this trailer they were already hyped and this is just sent it into overdrive you're right bruno this is exactly the kind of triple a just you can, you can already tell it's going to be a success. I, I can't imagine a scenario unless they've just, like, pulled a, a division on us and, like, what we actually get is nothing close to, or even cyberpunk, right, with what the, the early trailers that they used to show um, not being the, the finished product. But with a, with a June 11th release date, they obviously have a product that's pretty much ready to go at this point. It's You, you have to have something out the door. You know, with, with something like this, this is these are the types of opportunities where I wish games would do a little more in terms of crossover. This is the perfect opportunity for Ratchet and Clank to pull in a licensed content from some other game or some some big, big name something and put them in the game to just give it that little bit of oomph. You know, yeah. and I'm not saying that all games need that need this, right? Like we don't need to go down that route of of licensing everything out. But I think when you take a, a leap like this and you add something that maybe players weren't expecting, you really open the door of possibilities when it comes to just what you can do with the game. And I think that you can do it in a tasteful way. That's not all cheesy, you know, like I I felt that, you know, for cyberpunk having Keanu Reeves come in like perfect, right? Breathtaking, absolutely breathtaking. And that's exactly what we want. You know, Mm -hmm. it was a big reveal. We liked it. It wasn't like in a cheesy way. We were like, what, what, why am I, why? I don't, I don't know. No, thank you. No, thank right. you, Jennifer Garner. I don't want you in this game peddling whatever <laughs> you're peddling. Stop it. Yeah, fair enough. Well, Bruno, <laughs> you know, it, it, yeah, we, we've got a lot to, to to see, you know, when this game comes out. But I'm just I'm very excited because it seems like uh, Sony in, in general has kind of been in the in the news and been the part of the conversation in the last week or so, not only for Ratchet and Clank but also the release of Returnal. Now, I have to kind of eat eat some crow here, Bruno, because okay. when we first went to the first state of play, the episode where we covered that, 
um, not the first state of play, but the first state of play that we had on the show. Returnal was one of the games that I kind of glossed over. I remember us talking about it, and like at the very end, I had like, oh, and by the way, Returnal. And I was like, oh, well, this isn't really something that like is is getting me excited. It's not really, it, it doesn't look like it's going to be anything. Not to say that I, I, I thought it was going to be just nothing. Yeah. It just didn't wow me. Um, there was so much else to talk about. But it's looking like this is also going to be a critical success. So I looked at Metacritic because this game, you know, Returnal just came out recently yes. to look at, you know, the top rated PS5 games. Of course, Returnal is a PlayStation exclusive. And the only other PlayStation PS5 exclusive that was on the top Metacritic list was, uh, I think it's pronounced uh, Neo. Um, which is some kind, it was a, a couple of uh, games that I've never played before, but they are exclusive to, uh, mm. oh, to okay. PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and all the other games were games that were multi-platform, like Crash Bandicoot 4. Um, but no, Toys for Bob can't make Crash games. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to I'm gonna continue to be salty about this, sorry. <laughs> um, all, all you Call of Duty fans, I, I'm, I'm mad. I don't know what to say. But also, um, we had the uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 uh, remake was the number one rated game on PS5, but that's also multi-platform. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's already cementing itself as like a staple game, and that's why I'm saying it. it I'm really, I'm, 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 honestly, I'm really happy to see, you know, PlayStation fans start to get some some appeasement, you know, because they, they know, like we talked about so many times on the show, when you buy a, a PlayStation console, Early, you yeah. are putting faith that those AAA exclusives are going to be worth your time, and it look it looks like we're we're starting to see you know the, the 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 dominoes start to fall. Yeah. Now this game, Bruno Returnal. Yeah. It is difficult, so it's oh. a roguelike um, that is, uh, of course, like a game like Hades or any procedurally generated game. Okay. Um, that's what a roguelike means, where yeah. you you the, just for for people that may not know, because this is, we we talk a lot about how we use terminology that may not be accessible to everybody. And I yeah. think roguelike is one of those. So roguelike, there was a game, I believe it was a PC game way back in the day, old, old game called Rogue, literally called Rogue. And it was just like these, you know, these little crude, like, you know, ACSI text, like notepad style, like, you know, lines for walls and eyes and that kind of thing. And you would move your character around in this, these dungeons that were randomly generated. You'd pick up items and you would just see how far you could make it. Yeah. And so whenever somebody says roguelike, that's what they mean is that it's a game that has that style that the original rogue game had of there is no set dungeon. It's not a, the same level every time. You get certain kinds of engines that will generate a world for you that's never the same. And usually usually it also means you start from scratch. Like if you die, you don't get to you know start from a checkpoint. Like you have to start all the way yeah. over from the beginning. Oh, rough. Very rough. And this game is very rough. I mean, a lot of roguelikes over the years have. By the found way, I just want to say, dun, yeah. dun, 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 the more you know over that speech. <laughs> this is this is why we yes. need a a soundboard, Nick. We need it. We need one for the show. I don't know okay. how. I've got a I've got a, a soundboard deck. here, but we yeah. got I, no. I don't now. I don't need the oh. stream deck. I've got it over here. Okay, I've got an Ableton over here. I can program million thirteen hundred and seventy four songs or it's clips and or I know I yeah I, that just happened to come out, but I, I can I can program them in there and we can do a soundboard for it. But we'll talk about that later. That's but right. um, you were talking. This uh, Returnal is roguelike in yeah. that 
it's a randomly generated game. So the idea is that you have to get from start to finish in one run. If you die, that's it. You go back to the beginning. There Ooh. are progression elements where you will be able to progress your character marginally so that each run you have a little yeah. bit more firepower to see that how far you can get. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, though, like, this is a really tough game. Um, and I, I had to I had to put this in the show notes because it made me laugh. So there was a Washington Post headline um, of the guy that basically does game reviews. And the headline was, I'm struggling with Returnal and I play Dark Souls to relax. So <laughs> there's an indicator of just like how difficult this game is. And what's crazy about it is, and this was one thing that a lot of people that had a critique like about a the guy game. I used to know. I played Dark Souls to relax. <laughs> right. That's like me like talking about like, oh yeah, you know, I grew up on like Mega Man 2, you know, to, to relax, to unwind. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just such a hard game, you know, it for is. most people. But yeah, you know, and that's important because it's a very difficult game and there's no ability to save mid-run. So when you're going through and you're having a good run, like the the the, the pressure gets higher and higher. And I, I think it's great when games make a intentional decision like that. I know it's frustrating because it can alienate some gamers, but it's really important to have that style of game for the people that want it where there is that brutal punishment and there's no easy way out. The guys that made this game are called uh, Housemark, and they are known for, like back in the arcade days, making really difficult arcade games. Um, and their mentality, I guess, when they went, you know, moving past the arcade era was, well, let's make a AAA game, but make it that same level of arcade difficulty and frustration. And I think they Ooh. got away with it. Yeah. Oh, but I just wanted to ask you one question. Yeah. How does okay. it taste, the crow? Do you need some Lowry's? <laughs> because we got some, some salt. <laughs> but I, and I haven't really heard a lot of people talk about it. Like this is the first I've really heard, mm. heard about it. But then again, like I said, if yeah. we're, if we're talking about how many games are out there, this is like the early days of Xbox 360 when there were like yeah. four games, four or five games out, like Madden, mm -hmm. Call of Duty, and, you know, hey, yeah. what was it? Viva Pinata. Oh, Viva Pinata. Thank God we had that at launch. Oh, <laughs> I don't know how I would have survived, right? <laughs> I remember when that was like a frig, a, a games with gold like entry, and I'm like, oh, Viva Pinata. I never played that. Like, I should go check it out. Yeah. And boy, I I put that one down fast. I did not get it. <laughs> like yeah. an elephant dart to the public's face, just yeah. right there. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, and here that, that that's a good point that you bring up, Bruno, because a lot of these games, when they first come out, everybody's talking about it because it's just it's topical. And then maybe there wasn't a whole lot out, uh, else that came out. But the question is, you know, in in a month, in two months, yeah. are people still talking about this game? Because that's the real sign of long term success. You know, we, we have games like Outriders where it, it dominated the news cycle for really, the, I think, the entire month leading up to its launch with the demo and all that. And now... It's really the honeymoon period with Outriders is kind of over. over. Like people are seeing the flaws of the game. They're yep. seeing that the end game is very. It's just like Avengers all get over again, man. Get to yeah. making them. Get to making the the sandwiches, Steve. <laughs> Steve. Uh huh. You thought I was gonna say a woman's name, you misogynist people out there? I didn't, because the woman job, is Bruno. the bread maker in this situation, and Steve makes the sandwiches. So what it do? What a twist! Good job. What Good a job. twist! Yeah, it's um, 2021, Nick. Welcome, mm -hmm. welcome yep. to equality. Anything goes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But no, man. Like I, we we have to see what happens because. 
anybody can talk about a game when it first comes out, right? Like po- the new Pokemon Snap just came out. Everyone's like sh- like snapping pictures and talking about oh, how much fun they're having. I but saw give a dashy like- video and he was yeah. standing next to the N64 thing where you could put your camera thing in and get print mm-hmm. out the pictures. I That's saw what I was it, talking Nick. about. I saw it. Yeah. You talked about it and I saw it. What episode mm-hmm. was it? I don't know, but we need to let the people know because I saw it. <laughs> I seen it. I seen it. If only they could just reopen one blockbuster just so we can go in there and uh, print out our uh, print out our stickers one more time. No right. well. Yep. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, so yeah, great to see this kind of uh, this kind of roguelike experience. And uh, like I said, just very happy that that Sony's kind of finally having a week where it's like, okay, we can talk about what they've got going on and see some, you know, critical successes for them in in multiple, uh, multiple forms. So, well, Bruno, that's going to about do it for our show for today. As always, a special thanks to our sponsor, PodThreads.com. Stay tuned on that with PodThreads because we're going to be having a really exciting announcement about our uh, sponsorship with them yeah. uh, very soon. Um, but as, in the meantime, of course, you can always stop by their website and show your love of the podcast audio revolution with eye-catching t-shirt designs and more. Bruno, what do you got for the lovely people out there? I just want to tell them to stay beautiful. Make sure you're playing a fun game this weekend. Have some fun. Don't make it stressful, make it enjoyable, and maybe try and get someone you haven't, you know, try and play a new game or maybe grab someone who hasn't played a game this weekend and and try it out. Try something fun. You know, there's a great game on Xbox Game Pass called uh, Rain on Your Parade. And it's a lot of fun. I played it and it was, I loved my wife. It's my wife's new favorite thing. She just says, let's rain on somebody's parade. Oddly enough, we haven't gotten to a level where there's been an actual parade to rain on. So that's gotta be the finale. I may be, but I'm going to, I might be a little salty if I get through the entire game and there's not a, not a dang parade, right? Like, (laughs) It's going to be like the Alanis Morissette of games. Like the the irony of the song is that nothing in the song is is ironic. ironic. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's so meta. I love it. I love it. Yeah. All right, Nick. Well, that's that's going to about do it for me. So for everyone out there, be sure to check us out every Saturday and Wednesday. We have a new episode and you can catch us catch us live on twitch.tv slash quit the build before the night before we release every episode. We record them live so you can check us out and see all the unedited stuff that doesn't make the show. That's always the good stuff. And yeah. of course, you can go to quit the build com where you can be uh, greeted with all of all awesome stuff like our blog and a community page that has sweet swag. That's sweet swag called Squag. Squag, which yes. is squad swag. Whoa, that was a lot, but we got there. There we got it. We got took it. we took the scenic route, but we got yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to check it out and, um, you know, check out one of the blogs. There are tons of good ones. And we've got some new ones um, coming through the pipeline. So until next time, for Nick, I'm Bruno. And for Bruno, I'm Nick. Peace out. What it do. 